0: Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, the zone. And the zone sports network. And off Algier breaks into the open, and he's going to walk it in or leap it in. BYU, that's the first points of this game and their first touchdown of 2021. They bring some pressure. BYU picked it up nicely. They gave Hall time to throw. Downfield! steps up now he's gonna run for it he's got a lot of green out in front down the left sideline there's the speed of Hall inside the 20 and he ducks out of bounds big game Jaron Hall another timeout's gonna sprint right and deliver inside the five Pau lunged for the pylon he got there touchdown Cruz pump fake now going backwards and he tries to fling it away where he's supposed to get rid of the ball he couldn't do it BYU brought the pressures with all kinds of time going deep and throwing it into coverage through it right to the BYU defender and it's intercepted in the back of the end zone Hayden Livingston I, I still feel like we, we could have gotten ourselves in a better position to you know score more points on offense I mean they had more and more plays than we did if I'm going to talk about our defense I, I like the way they handled most of the run game Keenan said it himself we, we had to tackle better
1: all right, Gordon. Twenty-four to sixteen, BYU beats Arizona in front of a largely BYU crowd down in Las Vegas. Which quick pet peeve, and then I want to get your thoughts on the game. Okay. Saw a lot of, of uh, uh, like headlines that talked about Provo fans travel, and it's like. Yeah, I mean, BYU fans travel, of course, but this is part of the value of BYU. There's BYU fans everywhere, particularly in Las Vegas. Yeah, there's a lot. So I'm sure plenty of people made the, the trek from the Wasatch Front down to Las Vegas because why wouldn't you? And there were a ton of BYU fans there. But that headline kind of bugs me. Well, because
2: Tom Homo even said that he when he was talking to Mike Garrett before that USC game. And Mike Garrett told him, man, you guys— travel really well and he said see these people around here in the BYU gear they're your neighbors yeah they That's live who they here. are
1: yeah. <laughs> and and as we talked about last week it's part of the reason that independence was appealing to them because they could play you know all across the country and fans in Florida and Georgia and Massachusetts have all had a chance to go see BYU play and we see every week how well represented they are anyway that that headline just bugs me but BYU on the field Gordon go I uh, th- <laughs> well, there were uh, BYU went up twenty-one to three,
2: and seemed to be just moving right along, and uh, then they kind of stalled out a little bit from that point forward. Uh, and you know, I mean, I think Jaron Hall is going to be a really good quarterback. He showed a little something early on in that game. He looked nervous. He looked nervous to me, but as the game went on, that throw to Pau. Was one of the best throws I've ever seen. Well, I mean, he because he had he had pressure coming at him, and he unloaded that ball, and it dropped down perfectly in Neil Powell's hands for a touchdown. That 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 was really something. And then that run he had around the left side showed his athleticism. But I he's going to. He's going to be all right. He he really is. I think. I don't know how long it'll take him to get to the point where he can pull a game out at the end when the Cougars are trailing, because uh, usually that is achieved as a uh, as a as a quarterback gets a little more savvy to his game. But yeah, he's he's going to be all right. Uh, and so and and Tyler Algeer is what we expected him to be um and BYU's defense though Jake this is this is I know they they kept Arizona under wraps for the most part but that that defense lacks speed yeah they gave up a lot of yards they they did they gave up yards they were good against the run bad. well but... people people kept yeah 81 yards they gave up but people were saying oh well they were missing tackles well yeah they did miss tackles but when you're out of position to make the proper tackle Uh, because you don't have enough speed, that's going to be an issue moving forward for that
1: D, in my opinion. Well, I think there are a variety of reasons, and you hope some of them are coachable and those are tightened up. But, yeah, there's probably some built-in stuff in there, too. Although, I did have high hopes for the potential of the secondary for BYU coming into this year, so maybe they can fix some stuff. But they gave up a lot of yards. Yeah. Yeah. 365
2: through the, through the air. And that's what's going to happen. If BYU really can stop the run, and I'm not 100% sure on that, but if they can stop the run, and this is true for Utah as well, when defenses can do that, then it forces teams to throw the ball, obviously, because there's no other way to move it. And that, that secondary and that linebacking core is going to have to do a better job in, in that regard. Because if you're allowing Arizona, which was an absolute bottom feeder last year, and I understand it's a new team. They will be again, but, though. But, yeah. I mean, people say, oh, well, I heard the announcers kept saying, oh, it's a new era in Tucson.
1: I'm going, come on. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Maybe we should give this guy the, the benefit of the doubt. But I don't think it's turning around on a dime. And another but, thing
2: is you'll notice, Jake, that BYU could not get pressure on the quarterback without bringing extra assets. Yep. And that's that's an issue. Because if well, you have to bring a whole bunch of extra assets to put pressure on a quarterback, you better hope he's not—and and that was a young quarterback—but you better hope he, he
1: can't find— because if you're bringing all those assets, there's somebody open, you know. Well, and it'll be the balance that uh, Coach Tuiaki and and Coach Sataki will have to figure out. And, yeah, I think the defense can get better. But this, this game was more about BYU to me than it was Arizona. Arizona kind of proved themselves to me who kind of—they're going to be— they're going to have a tough year, but if they've got the right guy in place, you might see some signs of, of playing a little bit better. But I think they're what we expected. I mean, they only put up 16 points after all. We're not talking about like a 40-point performance from the BYU defense here. But uh, Right, and 14 I, I, of them came from,
2: you know, uh, that, that safety uh, was done by the defense. Yeah, right. So Which I mean, was a really bad call, by the way. I I love you, A-Rod, and, and I respect your knowledge. But what the hell was that? You don't hand the ball off deep in your end zone. I mean, that, that was a terrific play by Arizona, but that, that was conceptually a bad idea. Handing the ball to Katoa four, five yards deep into your end zone? That's, that wasn't good.
1: But BYU on the hole, they got the win. So the coaches didn't have the perfect game either, just no. to put that out there. Yeah. You know. So no. this my point being this was more about BYU. I, I, I agree with most of your your assessment right there. I you know, Jaron Hall didn't play the perfect game, but I think we all saw what we saw a little bit of in two thousand and nineteen where you thought to yourself, you know, if this guy can stay on the field, he can he can play a little bit. And I think that was certainly confirmed. I love his story. You know, I think his story is great. The, the two-sport athlete played his way up the depth chart, made a historic start back in in 2019. I mean, there's, there's a lot to, to like about this dude. And, and, you know, as we get to know Charlie Brewer a little bit better at Utah, you know, maybe some of those stories emerge there as well. But we certainly know Jaron's story, and it's a cool one. And so uh, I thought he performed well. Um, and Neil Pau, shout-out to Hans, who's been saying that, uh, that Pau is going to be the guy uh, at receiver for BYU all camp long, and he sure played out like it in game number one. Well, he had to be. You know, Gunnar Romney gets hurt, and uh, the
2: Nakua brothers aren't available, or they didn't play, and so
1: they didn't have a whole lot of choice. But he had a ball game, Gordon. I mean, eight Big receptions, catches. 126 yards, and two touchdowns, and making the plays the way that he did. Yeah. I mean, he he balled out. I don't care who was available, he was he was terrific. It makes you wonder what
2: BYU will be able to do once they have their full stable of receivers. It was so interesting, Jake, a position we thought that they had an embarrassment of riches at, and in the first game going, whoa, whoa, who's this guy? Who's that guy? They had to go deep into the roster in order to to do that. I imagine that the Nakua brothers will make a difference in that regard. And then because of that situation, you would have thought they would have been able to take advantage of their tight ends, but they couldn't do that.
1: And uh, you know the, the other team gets filmed too, so Arizona might been scheming to take that away because I think every team is going to scheme to take that away because that's a, a certainly a position of strength. If I'm BYU and you're going to hate this take, I'd think about running more.
2: I don't mind that. I think Tyler Algier is terrific. You look, I at, would give him
1: more carries. How many carries? Seventeen, did he have? and, and I mean, you know that's, that's not bad. It's healthy, but, but I I think it could be more. And yeah. uh, I know that uh, that. This wasn't Katoa's perfect game by any means, but I've also thought highly of him throughout his career. I like Algiers
2: so, much more than I like Katoa. Well
1: he's he's R B one certainly. Uh, yeah. Algiers. I think I think but,
2: I, I think Algiers should get more of Katoa's carries. I don't opinion. know if I'm agreeing I, with that. I, just well up that, up the,
1: that's just my opinion. Although Katoa is nice.
2: He run, had nine yeah, nine carries.
1: Yeah. I mean talking about a relief back, that's probably somewhere in the neighborhood. Can't complain too much. But yeah, I might bump up Algiers a little bit. I mean, they ran the ball 34 times. That's that's probably a pretty good number. You heard what uh, Kalani Satake said. Uh, BYU only
2: had 60 plays in that game. You know? Long
1: gone are the days of Dr. Bob getting over 100 uh, snaps a game, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was
2: uh, that was interesting. And, of course, you're going to limit some of your star's touches
1: by uh, only running that many plays. Do you remember that was one of those uh, – what did we call they, it?
2: They have 60 or 60 – what, they have 60? 63 63
1: something like that and Arizona had 20 more um yeah they go fast go hard air austin but what do we call it when is the the repetitive national narrative or whatever on teams where every time they're on national tv you get the same stupid narratives like uh zach wilson grew up a utah fan you know that that sort of thing i think we expanded it all sports like uh like matt harpering uh, plays football but the go fast go hard was the number of snaps and go and that whole thing do you remember every game it was like we're gonna see this byu team run on incredible amount of plays dr bob uh, <laughs> the
0: culture going fast going hard on every play and boy, do they,
1: Chuck. Yes, they do. They go fast. They go hard. This this team from BYU is going to have a zillion plays. And we're going to talk about going fast and going hard for this entire game. Back to you. That sounded just like that BYU-Arizona broadcast. Different words, but again, I can't blame the national media too much because they pick up on the same stuff because it's likely you know an interesting whatever. But for those of us that consume every single minute of every single game, it's like yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, John but- Beck lives in in wherever, <laughs> and he's he's I mean, driving to, he's driving down there every forty five minutes. We got it. He he drove the world uh, circumference uh, two times over during the pandemic, and it was really something. Well, but you would think
2: think those guys, since they do so many BYU games, that they might, you know. Yeah, but their job is to make it
1: uh, interesting to the national audience, so they don't pick up on the, you know, well Mason Wake, uh, he he did his homework twice yesterday, once with physics and uh, the other time with uh, calligraphy. (laughs) His major, (laughs) calligraphy, major. Uh, calligraphy, yeah. Did he
2: have? Did he have? Uh, he had. He had mom on his arm in that game. I thought he had that written out. Good for him.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll talk to him tomorrow. So that's uh, uh, going to be awesome. USU had enough good news to sort of spread it all around the place. Yeah, so. very
2: exciting fashion. Uh, it made me wonder if we uh, it, it, are, go, is, Aggies, is Washington State, that bad. I mean, I hate to say that. Aggie well, fans. Well, I know. I don't mean to step I mean, on I, I, I do. I, I, I hate how to, dare you, Gordon. No, I, I don't want to happen to me what happens to Austin all the time when Aggie fan calls him and just badgers him. But I, 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 I you know, I mean, that, that's a nice win.
1: Regardless, they're on the road and they're playing. Listen, you know, a, a team. Look from at the you Pac-12. pat them on the head. But at, yeah, at, listen, at true. risk of stepping on the split story here, is the Pac 12 North that bad? Is the Pac 12 well? They won three games out of nine, but it's not the number of wins versus losses that is truly alarming. Two, they lost two. <laughs> uh, sorry, Utah State. <laughs> okay, the so the bright spot for the North Oregon did get a win barely against Fresno, and they had to have a, a strong fourth quarter and finish to <laughs> now do is it. Is Fresno any good? 31 24, maybe. But Oregon was supposed to be the hands-down winner of the division, no? Uh, at least that's what the the media thought uh, going in. Uh, so anyway, there's, there's your, your, uh, your bright spot there for the North. Let's, uh, let's go with the, the projected runner-up in the division, shall we? <laughs> the mighty Washington Huskies. Yeah, that didn't go so who well. Who managed to lose to the Montana Grizzlies. Got mauled. Ugh. to Now, we know, because we follow Big Sky football to a certain extent, that uh, Montana is a fine program, and they play good football up there. But listen, if I can be mocked for over a decade for Virginia Tech losing to James Madison, listen, if you're a Washington, or if you know a Washington fan out there, you should call them today and rub it in. Yeah, the dogs are dead. Uh, so that that went well for them. Let's go to uh, let's go to like let's go to Stanford, who had a matchup against Oof. Kansas State. You know, an okay opponent from the Big Twelve. They just got stomped twenty-four to seven and really weren't ever in the game. No. How about the uh, How about the mighty Beeves? <laughs> Traveled to Purdue to lose thirty to twenty-one. That one you might have expected. And uh, now Cal was the team that I thought was, might make a move in the North. I thought Cal had some potential. You know, maybe that defense. Maybe they've got an upperclassman quarterback. Don't mm-hmm. talk about anything moving in the
2: North, you know, because, you know, Stop it. Santa Bam! Rays Lost
1: and... to Nevada, 22-17. to 17. Not good. And then, of course, the game that you were referring to, the Aggies. Come back to win. Twenty six twenty three on the Palouse against
2: Washington State. I'm happy. I'm happy for the Aggies. I mean, look, last year was a, a really bad situation for them, and they have a new coach. They brought in a bunch of transfers, and nobody really knew. I still am not sure, but uh, obviously off to a what they would consider a fantastic start. And I heard Blake Anderson on with the fellows this morning and uh, seemed pretty chipper.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure he was. Great start. First time. Man, I don't have Scotty's tweet in front of me, but first time they beat a P five opponent since like '94 or something like that. I'll, I'll look up the exact stat so I don't do it uh, any injustice. But Scotty had that out. Um, so absolutely a great start for him. But it, it, I don't know if people have been paying attention that closely. But that has got to be the worst week in division, North Division history, <laughs> right? Well, I can't get much worse. They all lost and they no 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 Oregon won, excuse me but outside of that and they Oregon all Oregon gets their lost this next week right well we'll see they all lost games they should have won i agree i mean maybe you would stay, say that kansas state stanford is excusable but and not to throw pk under the bus here he wasn't the only one but pk was telling me they had a shot at the division and maybe they do because the rest of the division is just um, terrible Week one is
2: a weird week, and I know that sounds like an excuse for these teams that lost, but it's it, it, it's
1: just a weird week. But should you be losing some of these games? No, not if you're a good team. And Nevada it may turn out to be a pretty good team in the Mountain West. But still, Cal, this wasn't supposed to be bottom feeder Cal here. Yeah. This team was supposed to be a team that was maybe not the division champ, but on the rise. Well, you were at Pac-12 media day. What was the vibe down there? Yes, that was the vibe, yeah. or at least that I interpreted it. Yeah, PK wasn't I mean, uh, buying into it as much as I did, but no, he picked Stanford. Right. So pretty crazy. Uh, that is pretty crazy.
2: The most impressive win for the Pac-12 the win was UCLA over LSU. And I don't know how good LSU really is, but um, they have some athletes for sure, and UCLA I mean, they deserve a lot of credit, and I don't know whether it's the truth because I don't know anyth- whether anything's the truth after the first week, but that was a nice showing for them, particularly on defense. I mean, I, I thought the Bruins really looked uh, competitive in that regard, and so good for them.
1: All right, hit us with that, Austin. Uh, road win at a Power 5 team. First time for Utah State since 1971 they won on the road against a Power 5. Wow. Oh. And they've it's come 71? close. one.
0: They've come close years? against
1: some really good teams because they almost beat Auburn. They almost Tennessee. beat Tennessee. Tennessee. They almost beat Wisconsin. Remember that? I think it came down to a field goal. LSU with Gary.
2: was close for a little while. I thought, but I thought that for that sure they were close for the whole game. The year Chucky was leading them, I thought they had Auburn beat that year.
1: That was Chucky's first start. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he they they had them. Yeah. How did they lose that game? I oh, still don't know. Well, let's not dwell on those games. They got the win. Oh, winner. sorry. Wake Forest, they did they they won that at home though, didn't they? They won the Wake game at yeah. home and I think they lost. Lost at Wake. At yeah. Wake.
0: So And then of course they've had Utah. So
1: The and it's their first P5 win since uh Utah at home in what was that, 2011? Yes. Right. Their final year in the Mountain West. Right? Yeah. Or their first year at it would be their first year as a Pac twelve team. Yeah. First year as a Pac-Twelve team, I think. Because yeah. yep. they haven't lost a non conference game in the Pac-Twelve since.
2: Anytime that you do something that hasn't been done for fifty years
1: in your program, you deserve a good celebration. Well and and you know what, Washington State may turn out distinct. Likely will turn out distinct but listen, you can at least I think have confidence a little bit that the the new coach, Blake Anderson, knows what he's doing because, you know, Coached well enough to go out there and win a close football game on the road yeah. against a pac twelve team, you know. If it's all up from here, then that's a that's a pretty good sign. So yeah, I you know, tip of the cap because he didn't inherit a great situation as we talked no, about last. He did not, and a lot
2: of changes, a lot of things in transition. And when things are in transition, usually early in a season, you can see even if a team is going to make improvement, uh, usually it takes a while. Not so. Apparently.
1: All right, so there there's a little Aggie combo for you and a little overall Pac twelve combo combo for you. I, I agree with you, Gordon. If you look at conference whole as a whole, it wasn't a particularly good week for the Pac twelve, mainly because of the North Division. Although Arizona did lose, of course, to BYU. Uh, that's the split story of the day brought to you by our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night or are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. More next on the big show 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone.